A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening and welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I'm Captain Scott Shank. With always, my good friend, Captain Ricky Poor with us, a.k.a. Hollywood. Um, Kevin, there... <laughs> This time of year, always after hunting season, Grandpa Jimmy comes down from Indiana. So it's Grandpa Jimmy and his son Jimmy, little Jimmy, and they're hog hunting up in Georgia right now. Oh, yeah. He told so me. that's why we're not going to see him again until next Thursday. Um, real quick, me and you and Captain Kirk are going to uh, hold down the fort on Saturday morning for the outdoor show um, from 7 to 10. But anyhow, we'll discuss more about that later. Um, but we always talk windows, and here we're at another one. It's been funky all week. The only day somewhat fishable um, was Monday. And even with that being said, you still had a 15-knot win, you know, and it was it was uncomfortable out there. I, I went out there fun fishing, kind of looking around at some stuff, and and we're in the wintertime, Ricky. We always try to fish the tides. And especially this time of year, and just when they get in the afternoon like this, they are so daggum late. You know, I mean, I was coming over the river, coming up here this evening, and the tide's still falling. Low tide, I think it was 7 o'clock or something like that tonight. And it's like, it's just, it puts you in that mode of if you start at seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning, you're already well, you know, you're into an hour into the incoming tide, and then... You still got a lot of current right now coming off the moon, so you're not you're 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 missing out on on the goody in the afternoon tides, you know. And I I don't know what's going on. And we actually had a we had a captain's lunch yesterday, and so there was a lot of it, thank gosh we we were inside all by ourselves. Who, who all showed up? Uh, well, it was me and Captain. Um, uh, uh, Leon, Leon Dana, Dana and um, I'm <laughs> Captain Corey Sparks, and there were supposed to be two more, but they bailed on us. But anyhow, we had, that, it was us three. Hey, that sounds like a good time. I wanted to go, but uh, that's a long drive home. And it was fun <laughs> because we all get together, and 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 that's what's kind of cool about this time of year is you know we all have our days off or it's blowing and stuff. And I mean, it was blowing yesterday, and um, so. It gives us a time to sit there and talk and all that, and 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 Leon, 
Leon fishes around. I mean, he doesn't fish like as far as Chip might do it. But still, Leon will fish up in the Mayport a little bit or whatever. And, and Corey pretty much stays around, you know, from St. Augustine north, you know, Casacola Creek and St. Augustine north up to the valley. I'm down south. And we all had to say, I mean, I don't, this weather's right and the water temperature's perfect. And we have not seen, you know, all those little schools of trout and stuff like that yet, you know, where you're like, Oh, gosh, you know, I can't go through my 15 dozen shrimp on 13-inch fish. Let me break out the artificials, and and we'll have some fun. I've only caught three or four speckled trout this year, and none of them legal. They've all been 13, 14 inches. There's nothing to them. Now, for me, I I don't do a whole lot of inshore fishing, but uh, I, I, I bet I haven't caught three speckled trout all since this time last year. Yeah. I don't know. We were all arguing about that. I was like, dang, where did they go? You know, because they actually caught them. If you remember correctly, Leon was catching them, yeah. you know, back in December and stuff like that. And we hadn't seen them yet because they were catching them in the in the flats and stuff. He was catching them way back in the creeks and stuff yeah. like that. And when I said that, too, I meant legal fish. Yes. You and I caught a bunch of shorts mm-hmm. not long ago. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, that was November-ish. I, you know, I don't remember. I think it was November. Everything kind of blends but, uh, together. You, just, you feel when that water temperature gets around that, I don't know, 60, 64, that that's kind of yeah. trouty. And it's still right there. I mean, Monday was 61.3 or something like that. Um, just went fun fishing for a little while, me and Captain Rob Bennett and stuff like that. And uh, the wind just picked up on us and it was just like, you know what? We don't have to be out here, so let's go home. I can remember when I was a kid, a little kid. I just barely can remember this. But my dad, we used to park uh, an RV on the side of the road there uh, just just south of Matanzas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking I know what you're talking about right there before you went over the bridge. Yeah, the second bridge. The second bridge is where that Summer Haven. And third. Summer yeah, Haven, that's yeah, right. Summer Haven. And we used to put a like a stump knocker. We had an old stump knocker, and it had a five horse kicker on yep. it. And we would troll mirror lures yes. up and down the banks. Yep, same and, here. And catch bluefish and trout and you know ladyfish and stuff. And it was a blast. Was it, what? What did they? They sold them in bags of like ten. It was. I want to. It's not gotcha. It, it's not the same as you, like you throw for Spanish. Those gotcha plugs or whatever. But yeah. what was those? They were they were green with a red tail. You know, they just try, we call them trout touts. I don't know. Remember when I, you know they were just a paddle tail on the ta- on the tout. It was only like three inches long, and we either fished white with a red fire tail, or you fished a chartreuse with a red fire tra- tail. And it was so funny because you would how the how they were molded. You always put the jig head down the line where it was molded, so the lure would track straight like that through the water. And anyhow, yes. You cast them at the bank or troll? No, we trolled them. Okay. You, you would troll. You would troll like three lines. Can you imagine doing that now? No, no, no. And it was so much fun, dude. I mean, you we, we had. I mean, kind of looked like you know the boats you watch those guys fishing. You know, like walleye fit. You had all these rod holders all over, and and that's what you did. You just slow trolled the M M eleven M elevens. Oh, I don't the mirror lures. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just remember and, that's what we and did. And they were and and the other one was it was a red it was a red back the, with a white belly and it had and it had silver speckles in that. Yep, that one was a good one and there was a green topped with silver sides and Sil- black speckles. Exactly. 
That one was the that other one. That one was a good one yep. too. And then hot pink wasn't wasn't too wasn't too bad either. Yep, the only pink. downside to the hot pink is kind of like just as us putting pink out offshore for some ungodly reason that was the bluefish catching joker. If those little bluefish got in those in the creeks and stuff like that, that for some ungodly reason. That pink would just wear them out. My sister caught a pelican on the on the pink one. Really? Yeah. Saw it from that when the water's that clear as it is right now. Water's absolutely gin clear, seven foot deep, eight foot deep, gorgeous. How, how did you catch the finger mullet? Were they deep like that? No. They're right up against the bank. Gotcha. They're all wadded up together. You couldn't miss them. Every now you just kind of ease down the bank right there, and you'll see one kind of shimmy like that, and as soon as you threw the net, it was just, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, so anyhow, we talked about that, you know, how the how the um how we haven't seen that many trout yet. And it was funny because the sheephead bite has been relatively good up to a certain point. When we had that last freeze, they kind of slowed down a little bit. You know, the you know, even us around the Sedonsi Jetties and stuff like that, you know, before at least catching seven or eight or we haven't they've quit. We haven't found them. They weren't in the creek on, on where, where I fished at. I had a charter on Saturday, and, of course, I mean, that daggum weather, man. We weren't supposed to get any rain or anything like that till 6 o'clock at night. So I started at 9.30 in the morning. Low tide was at 2. And I said, well, that'll give me extra time. I had a great time with Mike and Courtney, and, and, and anyhow, it's just good catching up with them. And, dude. At 11.30, it was like, are you kidding me? And uh, it just started, you know, it wasn't just spitting. It was raining pretty good. And and uh, and Mr. Courtney, unfortunately, not but a few months ago, had a had a uh, liver transplant. I did not want him to get sick. So we just pulled a plug with like an hour to go. And, um, but no, it didn't, didn't, you know, had... Black drum showed up. I caught a lot of black drum on Saturday. Oh, nice. You know, I had four nice ones. Um, but um, on a couple the hot rat dock. reds. No? Huh? On the hot dock? No, no. No, in the creek. I gotcha. In the holes. In Captain the Leon Dana says that was called a gotcha. He sent it. Okay, message. is that what he called? We just called yeah. them. I always called them trout towels, but yeah, I thought yep. they were gotchas or whatever. But yep, he says. Those were the colors. Gotcha flat tail. That's says. it. Gotcha flat tails. That's it. Yep. Those are them. Yep, those are them. But, uh, yeah, so uh, weather's been skunky. Um, I mean, real quick, just, you know, I mean, for the guys this weekend, I mean, there's a lot of N's in these letters, I mean, which I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, yeah, but north, north wind. Yeah, I mean, they're saying northwest tomorrow, 10 to 15, uh, diminishing to 5 to 10 in the afternoon, seas 2 to 4. This is out, this is... This is this is oh, this is on the ledge. This is twenty to sixty, okay. And then Saturday, northeast winds ten knots, seas two to three, seven seconds. Sunday, southeast winds because we're getting another rain system coming in Sunday night. Um, southeast winds ten to fifteen, two to four, seven seconds still. And then then we get here comes the rain. South winds fifteen to twenty, gust to twenty five, three to five, blah blah. Monday, then it turns right back around. West winds, 10 to 15. 
Still three to five, but you know. Uh, but anyhow, and then so the weekend's fishable, but weekend's not, not fishable. Fun. But I just don't like the end. I like I said, I don't nah. like n words. And seven seconds. And seven seconds a little tight. And I mean, choppy. And yeah, and folks, I mean, it's staying seven seconds. But if you want to play around and go sea bass fishing or whatever, um, uh, tomorrow's northwest winds ten to fifteen, diminishing to five to ten in the afternoon, two to three feet, seven seconds. Saturday, northeast winds five to ten. Seas around two feet, okay, seven seconds again. Sunday, southeast, five to ten, increasing to ten to fifteen in the afternoon, two to three, again, seven seconds, but it's gonna it'll pick up as the latter you go into the day. But I mean, I don't know. If you wanna go I mean, I'm not saying you gotta go stretch your legs and bail out to hundred and sixty foot of water or whatever, but there's I mean, that's not around two feet. I mean, I go sea bass fishing in that. I'll take the bay boat and nap. There you go. What What about Cobias? Any talk about I ain't heard nothing. Me either. I ain't heard nothing. And honestly, like I said, with all this, with all these weathers and all this kind of stuff, I mean, all the big boats that I know that are fishing right now, they're still, they're out there playing in the deep water. Yeah. <clears throat> nobody's, nobody's, I mean, they've ran a couple six hours that I know, but I haven't, I haven't seen any. Kobe's getting thrown up. I mean, I've seen the trigger fish, and I've seen you know trigger the beeliners and stuff like that. This yes, this is what, yes. for me. I mean, I I don't do a lot of bottom fishing anyway, but for me, this has been a, a really good trigger fishing season for the two hours I got invested in the whole season. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that you know, and that's what I've noticed with the the few of the guys, but they're still all out there, still doing the the trolling thing and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, uh, and weather, I mean, it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been all that nice. You know, I mean, here we go. All You're looking all weekend long, it's got an end in the word, you yeah. know, so it's Typ- going to. Typical. That's, typical wintertime. Right. I mean, I get it, you know, and that's, you know, this time of year, and, you know. And honestly, if you can get out this time of year, I I mean, if I, if I weren't doing the outdoor show Saturday, I'd be going Saturday. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. No, I agree yeah. with that. I agree. I agree. You're not going to see, you know, um, I mean. Yeah, you're diehards, but hunting season all around yeah. the world ended up ended last weekend. So, yeah. mommies, mommies are waiting on you to come home and do some honeydews now that she gave you the last couple three months to hunt. So maybe the first weekend it won't be too too bad at the ramp. But yes, but no, that's I mean it's it's to go out twenty miles, fifteen miles or whatever. I mean it says around two feet. I mean I'm in, yeah. I'm in. Grouper season's closed on the west coast, so if you're the hot thing right now is the East Coast for the Wahoos and the Triggerfish. That's it. Maybe some Cobia, some sea That's bass. That's it. I mean, you know, hey, whatever. But yeah. it's it, there, there's ways to do it. And again, the inshore stuff is it's nothing nothing right home about. I mean, Captain Leon Dana and, and and Chip will check in and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, the rat reds, the rat reds or the smaller reds continue to kind of like take center stage you know we're picking at the legal fish but it's not not like it was um they all pushed up which is crazy but they all pushed up real real shallow i mean i know a lot of guys that i know of that are you know sight fishermen and shallow water fishermen right now and they're they're killing up on the flats but anyhow all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back to the ring power fishing forecast for captain rick and before i'm captain scott shank be right back Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky Pupor, sitting in with Captain Scott Shank. That's me. 
And we have, I believe we have prime time. Prime time. Excuse me. Hollywood. What's happening, buddy? What's going on, boys? So, t- Hello. so tell me about lunch yesterday. Sorry I missed out. Oh, it's all right, brother. We'll get you into one of those sooner or later. Really no, it's just one of those things as captains do this time of year, you know? I exactly. Mean, it's a little bit slower on the books. Weather's not very favorable. <laughs> I mean, it was blowing yesterday straight up out of the, I think, southwest, south-southwest yesterday. And We're sitting there, and Leon goes, look outside. I said, what? He said, look at the fan. Dude, it was like somebody oh, yeah. hit the high button on the fan. That thing looked like it was running. Man. And yeah. it was... Nothing but a south wind, and that thing was rolling. I was burning piles yesterday, and the wind was uh, just blowing. Like, I was go up there with a tractor to dump a load on yeah. the and, – and, and the ember, I mean, whatever, yeah. Well, the sand in some of the stuff, and it just – as the wind was blowing it, it was it's like hot sand blowing in your face. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Don't doubt that at all, So, we all, it's, it's fun. We all usually get together, and unfortunately we miss. Like, I mean, Captain Rob Bennett usually comes. Um Chippy usually comes. Maybe Kevin will come in, Chip. Yeah. Kevin usually comes. You know, there's six or eight. I mean, it gets – they like they have to, like, come in there and tell us to shut up because we get <laughs> we get a little loud and a little wild and who, stuff like who that. Who do you think he's talking about directly, Leon? Leon. Uh, they're talking about me. Talking <laughs> about me. Leon. Well, Scotty's not exactly quiet either. No, but – No, but it's when the owner walks out of his office. And goes, really, guys? yells down the hallway. <laughs> shut up, Leon. <laughs> You know you're getting a little too loud. Mike was hysterical yesterday. Good to to see Mike. Hadn't seen Mike, the owner of Palm Valley Outdoors. Uh, Got to say hello to him. Hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. But it's always a good time. Uh, Always a good time. Hey, um, ain't really fished. We know what's going on and stuff like that. Um, You know the boat show's going on up in in Jacksonville right now, right? Yeah, everyone's migrating over there to the uh, uh, – what's the name of that building? The – I can see it, the big one. Prime Osborne Prime Convention Osborne. The Convention Center. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, going to a boat show is actually the nicest thing in the world, okay? Any boat show, okay? If you are looking for something, whether it's engines or style of boat or whatever, you don't have to, like, go to, let's just say, a Yamaha place, then a Suzuki place, then a... Tahatsu place, then uh, Evanry place. There's a lot you know, of information available. It's at right boat there, shows. and they You're got absolutely their, right. They got their man. little handout booklets that gives you all the specs for everything. And, and I met some really cool people there too. Oh, there's no doubt. But I'm just saying, you're not like feeling like you're stuck walking into somewhere like a car, you know, where you're going to have to sit there for an hour and we're going to have to talk about no, this. No, no, you no. Know, you can they're walk. busy. They really don't have time for you. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say it like that, but I mean, they'll make an appointment if it's you low have to, pressure too. It, that's what I'm saying. It's right. Low pressure. You, if you need to discuss more, you know, you could go home, spread it all out on the table, you know, do your own homework, and then and then make an appointment to come models. in and check them. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, think about this. You let's say, for instance, you got three different pleasure boats that you want to look at. Right. Well, those are going to be inside probably because they'll put the pontoons outside. Correct. And. You can literally, within 10 minutes, walk from booth to booth to booth and, and just get a quick glance at, you know, the hull, the layout, and then you can go back in more in-depth and go, all right, I want to go look at that boat more in-depth. Yeah. It's a great time, especially when you got crappy weather. Oh, it's the greatest place to spend time in there. Well, like fuel, boys, where the heck did that go all of a sudden? 
Last Where week, do I, I go? Last week, I was paying like three twenty a gallon. I turned the corner. Look, it's three fifty nine. Oh, yep. Oh yeah. It was I'm like, man, I no. pumped fuel in a boat the other day. It was like, whoa. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll get hit next next fill up. What happens for me going to to the boat shows is it's normally a bad thing for me because I oh. learned all those little like Kevin was talking about how his live well system works on the new boat. Yeah, and I'll get on another boat at the boat show and I'll see this new deal right. you know set up like the hooker electric pumps and all this all these things that that are available now and it's like man i want that it so just bad. takes restraint yeah we just don't have it uh, i have <laughs> no. plenty of it an empty wallet it's a credit card bill i hate to come at the end of the month now because it's like no big deal i'll put it on great you know i got it and it's like woof i gotta pay that off at the end of the month you know oh yeah like, oh, when that bill man. comes due, you better pay it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it is. It is. It, it's a great thing to do. You could go around. You could see anything you want because that place has everything. You know, I mean, boat oh, shows yeah. usually have everything, meaning for you, Ricky, it might be looking at different radar systems by North Star, by, yep. by what, you know, whoever, whatever. Um, you go look at that. Sometimes they have, um, maybe not everybody, but. There will be a, enough knowledge around there on different electronics if you wanted hummingbirds, if you wanted, well, you know. That's what I was about to say. I know for a fact, uh, Scotty, I know for a fact that uh, Matt from Troy Motor Services yes. will be there today. Yep. Be there this weekend. Yep. So that's a plethora of great information for anyone that wants to know anything about uh, lead AGM versus uh, relying, uh, lithium. lithium batteries. Yep. And they're going to have out all the brands of trolling motors. And I mean, that's. Not just Minn Kota, uh, Rodan, and Motor Guy. We're talking about, uh, you know, you got these new uh, Lawrence companies that are making those trolling motors yeah, that are working for the right? basket. Isn't, isn't, Hummingbird, isn't Hummingbird the one with the new Yeah, they, they got some out now that are really high-speed, low-drag for those people that like to, to bass fish and crappie fish and whatnot. And I know he'll be there showing those off also. Yep. Speaking of Hummingbird, I just learned, so on Saturday on the Outdoor Show, we talked about what do you use your iPilot like we Scotty and Kevin and I all have iPilot trolling motors okay yeah and we talked about what functions do you actually use and for me the only function I ever used was the 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 spot lock well I can see that with your size boat yes yeah so I, I I got trying to research things on the internet and and YouTube or whatever and found out that the the remote that I have I think it's called the link mm-hmm is compatible like i can tie my uh trolling motor into the g if i had a hummingbird i could tie it into the gps and run everything through the gps or through the phone or or through the unfortunately simrad hasn't come up yet where they well they they won't um they won't read one link i just thought that was so cool that you know everything is seems to be able to communicate now on the boat almost everything well with that little puck that you put on the boat that comes Mm -hmm. as a after whatever i do use that because that lets you adjust yourself from three like three feet seven feet you know you can move left to right okay by by just jogging over um the uh, north button, it's really nice, like, on the days that it's flat calm offshore or even on the beach and you're kingfishing. Yeah, there's tons of... You can of- set it and hit the north up, and it'll just it'll take that- it'll, it'll just leave you... It'll take you straight up the beach. If you want to be in 38 feet of water north, 
It'll stay right and, there. And talking to you and Kevin, that's what I was actually researching, trying to figure that out, how to do that. And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, found all kind of other stuff. I ended up spending the afternoon tying and breaking knots just because I, I – have you ever done that before, Leon? I testing a knot versus another knot. Yeah, oh, yeah, just to see which one breaks easier or, or different you know, methods. Honestly, no. I'm about a four-knot guy yep me too for fishing in the valley and that's all i have to tie i was shocked knots, improved clinch knot? knots uni knots uh it just it depends on what a trialing uh an improved clinch trialing knot yep. it just depends on it, am i throwing a lure that needs to uh uh like a live bait it needs to flow uh smoothly around the line or do i have to clinch it down like a jig head it just totally depends, really, what I'm going to use yep. at that loop exact knot. moment. Yeah, your loop knot, yeah. your regular one. Your well, I'll, I'll tell you what I found that blew my mind. There's multiple ways to tie the FG knot, and everybody has their own little way of doing it. And I know that the FG knot, other than the PR knot, which takes a special little bobbin tool. Right, 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 right. The FG knot is the strongest line-to-line connection there is. That That's what I found on the Internet anyways. Well, the way I was tying it would break it like 30 pounds of pressure on, with 50-pound test line. The oh, way, wow. I, oh, wow. I, I learned on, an, on the Internet another way of tying it, and I don't know what the difference is. It should be the same result, just a different way of holding it in my hand. And it, you can't hardly break it. In fact, I couldn't get another, like the trialing knot, I, I couldn't get one of those to hold up actually i tried all kind of knots on the other end but pulling on you know i got the the uh, braid spool in my hand and i'm pulling on the uh the leader yeah and that fg knot held over and over and over while i broke other knots on the other end well, you need to talk to chip because i think that's all he ties isn't it because he taught yeah, me yeah chip's good at tying he tried that to talk, knot he tried to talk me to, he tried to teach me and it was like woof um, I'll do. He can all tie that in I'm a good. twenty knot win. Yes, well, I can. The, the FG knot in a uh, will the Albright is not even. Isn't it the Albright that you tie? That's all I tie. Yeah, yes. that's all I tie. That's all I ever tied too. Before now, that FG knot is way stronger, like a lot stronger. Um, it doesn't much matter when you're you know fishing for a, a ten pound red or something, but when you're you're after, right because. I'm using 10-pound line and 20-pound leader. That's all I use. Yep, that's Same right. here. So, and I think every yeah. line diameter makes a difference and all. But anyways, I just I thought it was really interesting to see how easily some knots break that I've been tying forever. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Well, it was I mean, eye-opening Again, we're not, you know, we're at home. You know, we have not much going on right now. So either you're learning different stuff, you're either cleaning, you know, waxing. Cleaning your gear. Yeah, you better be cleaning your gear, your gear right now. Clean your boat. Um, I know it sounds stupid. It's only January, but you know, go ahead and tie three or four hundred. You know, three or four hundred kingfisher eggs. You know, you're going to use that's them. That's not a bad idea, Scott. You know, and I mean, I just I've never been that kind of guy to pull up to the dock. Go, oh damn, I got to rig. You know, it's one thing at the end of the day to get the lazy butt. You know, and if you break a fish off or or whatever happens, yeah, you just uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll tie I'll tie. A rig on it in the morning. That's one thing. But right. to sit there and go through, you know, four to six rigs. kingfish rods and put all new rigs on them all, no. Right. Uh-uh. I agree. Doing that. How many kingfish yeah. rigs do you carry with you when you go? Oh. A perfect perfect day. Like, do you, oh, you know, oh you no, I got a bag. I probably, I mean, I have four or five hundred on me. Oh, okay. 
I have. I, I have usually a, have like twenty with me. No, I have a. I mean, I have the old, the old. I mean, dude, I've, I've God, I've had that thing probably twenty years, and it's still zipper still works and everything. The old C and H lure kingfish bag. I've got three of them. Three of them, uh, and uh, on a good day, you can go through twenty kingfish rigs in a heartbeat. In a sure, heartbeat. you can. And I do. I put cutting like, it in half. I put like every time four in each. Bending the wire up. Four in each bag. Right. I don't know, yeah. whatever the bag holds, 50 rigs times four. So I got 200 in one bag. Mm-hmm. And then I always carry a handful of of each style hooks. I carry, you know, a handful of, of swivels. And, and you know, and there's some days, too, because I got them all set up for us to go with pogies and um, sardines or cigar minnows. Well, Leon, there was times last year that there was no bait. So we're all in oh, there throwing for mullet. Well, I don't tie mullet rigs just to tie them you know what i'm saying unless i'm fishing a tournament so right, i get it that's uh, a bigger bait something else i thought was super cool that i learned uh, researching the internet this was a good day for me <laughs> fluorocarbon versus monofilament yes it actually is less abrasion resistant uh there was a fluorocarbon isn't n- yeah no, yeah, the mono was stronger than the, than the fluoro. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I never saw that one come. I buy it just for that reason, abrasion nope. resistance. Nope, I got away from it, to be honest with you. I mean, we all, you know, when so it first right. came out and stuff like that, we were all, you know, all excited about it. And once it got to be like $28 for 50 feet, I went, man, there's something, you know, hey, if you're down in the Keys or you're tarpon fishing or something like that, that that fish is like a, a really seriously – line weary kind of fish dude our redfish and 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 flounders and all that kind of stuff all they care about the tackle is light then it's not 80 pound test right and how many times have you, caught, you know uh, catch a flounder offshore with you know eight ounces of lead and, and an 80 pound leader while you're doing something else it can't happen i'm right. not saying that but right. my point being i've gone to use it's called yozuri hybrid it comes in a quarter a quarter pound spool it's like eleven bucks, and it's a cross between mono and, and floral. And that's what I use. Yeah, I haven't tested it myself, but that that's that's what I learned on the internet. Is most people are saying that fluorocarbon is just a Our water's major too expense dirty. for nothing. Our water's too dirty. We yeah. don't fish in the wintertime anyhow when the water's crystal clear. Now somebody that's sight fishing or or whatever, yeah, yeah they're using that. a they're using a twenty foot long leader and stuff like that. You know, they just yeah. don't want the they don't want the braid to be in the water. I get that. So when are we doing lunch again, Leon? Oh, we can always do lunch. The unfortunate thing, dude, next week looks – I mean, I was looking at the long-range forecast. The only lunch that we're going to be doing is if we all go fun fishing together. Hey, I like fun fishing. That's fun. Because, I mean, mean, it's like almost 80 degrees all next week and light west winds, you know, 10 knots all week next week. Well, I'm in for that. Uh, I spoke to uh, Captain uh, Noel Kuhn. Yes. uh, Surf fishing. He said they're on our beaches. We right now have an extremely good whiting bite going cool. on right now. And uh, uh, the Pompano are still uh, to our south at yes. this point. Yes. So, hey, yeah. nothing wrong with filling up a cooler full of uh, nope. whiting for Captain's sure. Choice rigs. What about sand fleas? Can we catch them? There's no, they're not, they're no, not okay. here anymore. No, no, not yet. It's too no. cold. That, whenever they did all the beach renourishment up and down the beach, it pretty much wiped that out. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, go would like do that. Real south, like way south, like New Smyrna right. south. Yeah, um, Thank going you. out tomorrow morning. I'm going to dress warm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh boy, I will be. 
yeah, dressed in layers for tomorrow morning. Yes, All right, sir. well, give me a wake-up call. I'll still be oh, uh, you'll, with no, the It's going to be an early call. Yeah, I'll still have a blank It's going to be the early ones. All right. So. Thank you. All right. I'll Gentlemen, hope you all have a wonderful evening. It's Thursday. It is. That's it. All right, guys. All right, Leon. Bye, buddy. See you. Bye, guys. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Report, Captain Scott Shank. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky Dupore. Sitting with Captain Scott Shank. That's me. Captain Kevin Favor is off hunting with his wife's family. Squealy. In Georgia. And I think we have Captain Chip Wingo on the line. Chippy. What's up, Chip? That's not me. <laughs> hey, That's I got something me. to tell you real quick. Um, was in Fish Bites today? Mm-hmm. They have had such a huge following, call out, whatever, that they ran out of the new blue grab already. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's an awesome. I like that color combination. I like the color combination, too. That so light, I just like know. the product, period. You know me. I use it every oh, day. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But um, Oh, no, but uh, I yeah. heard you guys talking about the FG knot. Yes. You're the man. Okay. No, I, I have a new... A, not a new technique, but I found something that works even better. I'm, I, I tie it all the time. I tie like an eight, ten foot leader on my inshore rods, um, and I do use a mono blend. And one of the reasons I do that is because when you tie the FG on a mono blend, or even mono, because I do use some monos, but um, I find that the it cinches better. Yeah, because it's a little softer and it'll grip it a lot yes, better. That, I found but that something too. else I do after I tie my overhand knot, um, I actually singe the end of the the line, the the braid. You know, you have a little tag of braid. Right. I yep. singe that, and if I'm tarpon fishing, which I get real anal about my tackle on that, I take that UV glue yep. that they use on uh, flies and stuff like that. And I roll it around the knot, completely covered up, and just kind of roll it around till it's smooth. And I hit it with that UV light, and that'll give me a little bit more resist or abrasion resistance on the guides. Um, and that's the reason I tie it, so I can have a with tarpon. I like you know a ten or twelve foot leader actually. Yes, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't you know because I, I can reach out and grab that line, and it's safer than grabbing braid. One hundred percent. You know. For, for, so but, for me, um, I like to do the, you know, my favorite way, which, of course, you can't do this on the boat. The only reason I tie the FG knot is for when I'm on the boat. But the I use hollow core braid on my uh, spinning reels, my bigger stuff for tarpon and whatever, yeah. mangroves and stuff. And I like to, mm-hmm. I like to you know, run the, the fluorocarbon up inside the hollow core and then whip it. And that seems whip to be... It with the- Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a floss, and it casts so much smoother that way because there's no knot going through, except for the way. Yeah, I've know, tried floss. to teach. I've tried to teach Leon how to tie it, and it's all, he's very impatient with it. But it, uh, the way I do it is, I I'll take the rod and put it in a rod holder, take my pinky on my right hand, and wrap the braid about six times around my pinky, and now I have to where I can pull down on the braid. I have tension. And you take the, your leader in your left hand and lay it on top of it. Now you have your left and your right to do the over-under wraps. Yep. 
and and it cinches down. I mean, you get the perfect wraps, and then you take that loose, of course, and do your overhand knots and trim it up. And literally, like Leon said, in a twenty knot win, I could do it on the boat while we're running if somebody else is running the boat. I can't. But uh, I can't. It I can just tie makes bimini it so easy. Faster than that. Oh, I, I I hate bimini twists. You know, I just I like the old spider knot. I'll use that before, you know, before I do a bimini for a double line. Yeah, no. But it's just it's just personal preference and what you learn how to tie well. It, it is. You know, I, I mean, I've struggled with that FG knot for years now, and and I know it's the strongest knot that you can tie on the boat. Uh, that PR knot is a really strong knot too, which I just learned about it. Mm-hmm. But you can't really do that on the boat. Um, so I yeah. still like I still like putting putting the fluoro or which will be mono now, um, but inside the the hollow core for for why I'm at home rigging. But then that FG knot, it, it that's not an easy knot to tie. You, you can learn it kind of quick, but making it hold every time is a whole nother story. Well, I could tell yeah. you, I've seen Chippy do it, and Zach Timmons is really you know same thing. Put the rods and rod holder out and. I, and Honest to God, I get him to tie the FG knot on my tarpon rods. You know, hopefully, you know, I got three of them. So, I mean, I, I just learned I'm not going to do it this week because that Albright burns. I've tried oh, yeah. to tie, yeah. I've tried to Absolutely. tie, you know, on like 80 pound fluorocarbon or whatever. And, you're and we're running the... 60 pound, you know, yep. or 65 pound braid or whatever. And I mean, I'll burn that damn knot every time I go to cinch down, I snap them off. Absolutely. Yep. You know, it's not a bad knot, though. It's a good knot. No, it's, it's a just, great knot. But, I, I mean, I think I wet it when I do it, but it doesn't. It still, it still burns it. Yeah. And I've lost fish yeah. because of it. Well, you know, the other thing that we were talking about using the blend or straight um, mono is you get a little stretch out of it, too. If you're using straight braid, you know, to a fluoro leader, there's not much stretch at all. Correct. You know, and sometimes that extra stretch, when you put the heat on them, out. Yes, you know, because be it'll stretch that line a little bit. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not you know, saying I'm no famed tarpon person. I mean, Kevin's good at it, and I've, you know, I've, you know, through Tom I've learned. But I'm watching – I watch everybody because it's so cool when we all get to go fishing together. We all do different things, you know, and that's the whole fun of it. Even though we're out there picking on one another with a cast net, picking on one another about a drone, whatever, okay – but you watch how everybody does. I mean, Chip and Leon, they run like 60-foot leaders on our tarpon rods. I mean, he'll break it down He'll break it down to mono and then down to fluorocarbon. And then, you know, I mean. Well, I, mean, I will put a bite tip it on, too. You do. That's another thing I do. Yeah. You no, know, I watch like a 10-inch ten, bite tip it, which sometimes is 100 pounds, you know, um, straight. Then that's usually fluoro. And then I do a uni to uni with that. Right. And that just gives you a little bit. You know, whether it's wear resistance, just a little stiffer too. And another thing, the reason I do that is if you have that little stiff line and finish your bait, a lot of times it'll hold that live bait. If you're throwing live bait, perfect. You know, it'll keep it straight. It doesn't um, twist as much. But, I mean, it's it's just like anything else, like you said. I mean, I've been using the Diamond Braid, makes a braid called yep. 8X. Yep, yep. And uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, I just, I love this stuff because it gives me the best FG knots, you know, and I have it. And I ended up going up to 30 on my 3000s because the diameter is so small. So small. You know. Yeah. And it's like six pound diameter. So, yeah. you know, I could put it on my, on my, uh, 
three thousands, and then you know people go, "Why do you use such heavy braid?" I go, "It's not really heavy, but when you have clients that are casting and casting and casting and using the product every day, you want the best value you can get out of your braid." One hundred percent. You know, and it's like I'm just just blown away at, at, at the diamond braid. You know, and I love their fluorocarbon too. But, but um, you got to watch what they do doing that. You know, I mean, here we're all throwing 15-pound braid or whatever, you know, and and you you start catching, like, little mangoes or whatever. Well, anyhow, you start telling them, hey, just flip them. You know, boat flip that, little, you know, a little rat red, just flip them. You know, I'm not running around the boat. The next thing you know, you're not paying attention because you're dealing with two rat reds behind you. You look up front, and this dude's swinging in a, you know, a 23-inch red. It's like, oh, you know, I mean, oh, God dang, you're going to break my rod, you know? Yeah. That's the only problem with that. I usually, you know, I, I try to nap most of my fish, no matter what, unless I reach over and grab it. Yeah, I just don't like just knocking, a, knocking a slime off of the rat reds. just easier for you to kind of well, just flip them and hold them in the air. It's also that, right there. And that when they're slinging stuff around the boat, that always makes me nervous. So, I get it. You know. But, I mean, it's it's you're right. I mean, we all do things a little different, and everybody has a little technique, and I'm looking forward to the boat show because I like going and looking at the gadgets too. Yes, um, Kurt's you a know. big gadget. I know he'll be there on Saturday with with Atlantic Coast. Yeah. Are they doing the show from there? Saturday? No, not this year. No, okay. No, me but, and um, Ricky and and uh, Kirk will be right here. I uh, got you. Cool. All right, gotta go take a break. That. Thank you. Appreciate See you guys it. Soon. All, All right, man. my friend. You, Missed you yesterday. We'll do it again. Roger that. All right, bub. See you. Bye. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a short little last segment. You'll listen to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Ricky Poor. Be right back. This is the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Poor, Captain Scott Shank. Uh, every Thursday night. From 6 to 7 here on 1010XL, um, 92.5 FM. Um, you know, we, we we looked at it. Um, we looked at the weather, and, and it's it's a possibility. I mean, I'm not going to maybe, like, load up everything and go 60 miles, but I have no problem going and playing with some sea bass and, and lane snappers and sheephead on the inshore stuff. I mean... Agreed. Say around two feet. I, I don't mean, think it's going to be like no, I don't banner, think it's but be, it's definitely yeah. fishing. It's yes. definitely a fishable yes. day. Yes. And this whole weekend, this basically, your your tides are, are early, you know, early in the morning kind of thing. They're, you know, they're six, seven o'clock in the morning, all your low tides this weekend. So, I mean, it's going to be a little bit chilly, too. So, I mean, we go from there. Um, Chip made an interesting comment when when before we left him or when we left him. Is he's a gadget guy, which we all know. If you listen to the outdoor show on Saturday mornings, Captain Kirk is—I mean, he—it's impressive all the little things he's either saw, thought of. You, you oh well, that works for a uh, swimming pool skimmer, but now it's a holder. I mean, he does all kinds of stuff. I, I like stuff like that. Too. Uh, what if you go to the boat show? Which is again running this whole weekend. What I mean, are you? I mean, do you tend to gravitate a little bit towards gadgets? Do you gravitate towards electronics? Do you gravitate towards 
Well, it's all boats. there. I know. It's all so, there in one show. But, I mean, what are you going to spend your most? Me? Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just go and I find somebody interesting to talk to or I get on, climb on boats that I've never seen before. I'm a boat guy. I, I love boats. Yeah. Uh, my son. That, in, that new Invincible is incredible. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, there's lots of boats that I would love to have, but I just I just climb on them and that's and then I start finding people to talk to and I just things I don't know it just seems like something interesting happens every time I go to a boat show that that, that I didn't expect. Okay, so I, I well, when they to, have great seminars and stuff like that, you know, there's you know there's um uh there's the new Delicat boat. It's kind of like a, one of those. Texas built boats that don't have any freeboard on oh, it. Oh yeah, I like those. You? Delicate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not that brand name. You know, but I'm just but saying that anyhow, style of yeah. boat. Yeah. So I mean, and uh, uh, I mean, it comes with like a 250. Is it a 250 or 300? It's 27 feet long. Yeah. Overall, and I mean, fast, if, stable, shallow draft. Deca Cat, I think is what it's called. I'm, I'm interested to look go look at it on Saturday. Uh, um, and, and, and anyhow, Captain Blair Wiggins is going to be there. It's no. He's uh he's the, he's gonna be there with them. I need to see him with other stuff, but um, uh, I'll go up there and talk to him briefly and stuff. There's you can learn you know, a lot from listening to him. There's there's all kinds of other you know names in the industry and stuff like that that are you know that'll be there with their boats and stuff like that or that that they are rep by their boats and stuff like that and their motors and stuff. Um, a great time to look for a great deal. Whether it's on last year's motors, you this know, is true. you know, even even in the box electronics that are, you know, last year's and stuff like that, you I, know, I don't think there'll be any motors from last year left over. No, like, no, could, that's I mean, you say yeah. that we yeah. could used to we used to be able that's to say right. that <laughs> that was a oh, thing. You know, oh man, we still got in the box, you yeah. know, two thousand twenty. No, 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 I mean, I'm still on a waiting list. I, I can remember going to the boat show probably like maybe seven eight years ago, and uh, there was a, a, a another charter boat captain there. He was I think he was there for Yamaha or something. I'm not sure, but anyways, we sat down and talked cobia fishing. This he was out of North Carolina. This guy taught me more about cobia fishing in 30 minutes talking to him, maybe an hour. I don't know. We were talking for a while, but it was amazing the stuff that I learned from him. And I've been fishing cobia since yeah. I was a little boy. Uh, well, it's totally different. He, I learned a lot. So there's there's all kind of interesting things that happen at the yep. boat show. Whether you know, sometimes you just don't expect it yep. to happen, and it just, does. Yeah, just don't bring the wallet. Just go look, and then go figure it out. <laughs> and of course, if you are looking for a new boat, there's no better place. To there's be. no better place to do it because it's one stop yeah. shop. That's Everybody's right. got everybody in the industry for the most part is going to be there. That's right. They got different boats to look at. Whether they have one in stock right now, it might not be, but at least you can get on it. And like we do, we're really bad about picking through boats and stuff. No, you know, and and I mean, me, the biggest thing is seating for my for my clients and stuff like that. You know, and then then we start picking apart the fish and stuff. Yeah, but really, the first thing I look for is seating. My youngest son can get on a boat and crawl through one and like. He, it's amazing the things that he notices. He could do it when he was ten years old. It just the people listening to him from outside the boat thinking, "Dang, is that a little kid?" <laughs> <laughs> He's stuck in the fish box forward or whatever. <laughs> he, Anyhow, he thanks, Ricky. Um, you're going to listen to um, myself, Captain Ricky, Captain Kirk Waltz, Saturday morning on seven to ten on the Outdoor Show. Um, so tune in for that. It's going to be fun. We'll have more. More stuff uh, about the uh, boat show and stuff like that and what's going on. Uh, other than that, 
We appreciate you guys tuning in tonight, listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Ricky Papour, I'm Captain Scott Shank. See ya. See ya.